Today, I want to shift to the second question that we looked at on Sunday, which was the question of how do we as the church move forward once tragedy hits? On Sunday, we briefly answered that question, looking at at least four ways that we need to move forward, including moving forward with our hearts totally honest before the Lord, moving forward with our eyes firmly fixed on the Lord, moving forward with our lives committed to the work of the Lord, and moving forward with our hope set on our resurrected Lord. Today, I want to spend some time helping us think about having our hearts totally honest before the Lord. First, I'll have to admit that it seems ridiculous to put a modifier before the word honest. And someone is either honest or they aren't. It's either the truth or it isn't. But I think it's appropriate to put totally before honest because this is what's needed. And it's needed for us, not so much for God. Here's what I mean. Years ago, I remember a story a friend told me. He was a pastor. And he told me about once walking into the gym on a group of guys that he normally worked out with. And one of them was telling a story and using some language that wasn't very God-honoring. And when this guy realized that the pastor was there, he quickly adjusted his conversation. And he said something along the lines of, I'm, I'm sorry, I wouldn't have used that language if I knew you were here. My friend just told him that he didn't have to worry about apologizing to him. It was the Lord that mattered. And he also gently reminded him that the Lord is always here. God already knows all of our thoughts, all of our attitudes, all of our actions. This is about us being completely, totally open and honest before Him. Why is that important? Because sin always starts in a very small way in our hearts. It's deceptive. Sin tricks us. It, it's how we rationalize and become deceived. As Jesus said in Matthew 15, verse 19, For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. Sin's inception is small, but its outcome is destructive. Sin destroys lives. But with one life, sin has been destroyed. Christ died for our sins so that we might live, not as slaves to sin, but as servants of the living God. And biblical community, which we talked about yesterday, is a part of God's design for helping us overcome sin through Christ. In Hebrews 3.13, the writer of Hebrews encourages the church in this way, but exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Today, are you being totally honest before the Lord when it comes to sin in your heart? Start there. Take time to get alone and to get quiet before the Lord and ask Him to examine your heart. He already knows. So this is for you to get totally honest and open before Him. Secondly, take time to exhort one another. 
In other words, encourage one another, other believers, in their faithfulness to the Lord. Encourage one another in repentance and obedience in our lives. Why? So that none of us will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin.